everybody. Welcome to Minute 131 of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, people like Jason and I examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller, North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. It's 130, isn't it? Did I say 130? You said 131. We're really looking at 131, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Minute 130. <laughs> Sitting next to me, trying to reassure me, is Jason Hummel. Hey, Jason. The housekeeper had me pinned down for five minutes before I realized it was that same silly gun of yours. <laughs> we also host the Better Off Dead Minute, the podcast that examines the Savage Steve Holland movie, Better Off Dead, one minute at a time. Join us now, won't you, as we unpack Minute 130, that is 130, 130, 130. North by Northwest, conversation already in progress. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, yeah, guys, that was like 117 minutes ago. Let's get on with it. Speaking of getting on with it, we're on minute 130 of North by Northwest. So we learn over the course of this movie, sorry, minute, <laughs> that the housekeeper had him pinned down for five minutes. I think he's exaggerating. Yeah. He was pinned down for like a minute and a half. Yeah, a minute and a half movie time. Oh, at well. Le- at least. Oh, I just can't. She's so beautiful in this scene. Yeah, that's a great shot of her uh, looking out the uh, car window. If I were making a comic book of this movie, that would be one of the shots I'd feature. Yeah, that would be like, that would be the cover, I'd say. I don't know if it'd be the cover. Or splash page. Yeah. <laughs> so he's taken the car, and he drove it towards the rear of the plane. So the plane was landing, facing towards the house. The plane was coming in for a landing on the on the landing strip towards the house. And he drove it away from the plane where the plane would have landed from, right? Yeah. Which means that he drove down the landing strip. Does that also make the landing strip the driveway up to this house? Well, he took, I guess he took kind of, no, you know, now that I'm looking at it, he kind of turns left in front of the plane. But they're at the front door. Okay, so check this out. Jason, we're going to go on the way back machine. Back to minute. I can never do the math right on this. 155 is uh, minute 60 plus 15, minute 85. Right? No. So I, I think if I'm doing the math right, we're on minute 114 and 38 seconds. Where Roger is walking up the... We're, that's what we're looking at. Where Roger's walking up the driveway. The overhang is on the right hand of the screen. And when we see the overhang from the airplane, it's on the left hand of the screen. So the landing strip is out back. Yeah. Okay. And where he's approaching from right now doesn't have a gate. Right. That means that... In the back, there's a driveway that goes to a gate, a different road. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just I, I'm not I'm not trying to make any point. I'm just trying to keep the geography straight. Yep. And I don't think going back now to minute 129, looking at the view of the of the landing strip, or was it 128? No, it landed at 129, right about here. He drove there, and then did turn left. Aha! That's where he went. Okay, I now have the geography back down. Look at Hitchcock. Making things make sense. <laughs> Wasn't just fooling around. He actually had a driveway that went left, and that's where he went. He went down that mountain, yet somehow down that mountain is the top of Mount Rushmore. If you run through the woods for 50 yards. Hmm. That means that Mount Rushmore... Okay, we can now figure out this geography. Let's go to minute 120. Let's go to minute 130. We're going back to minute 130. He turns left, down that driveway. He's through the woods. He gets to a gate with a stone wall. But here's the weird thing. They see them running towards them, and we're back to the front of the building. What the hell just happened? 
<laughs> there wasn't a gate there, but now there is a gate. Alfred Hitchcock, if you can hear me, what are you doing to me here? So if the gate was locked, how did it get in? We've got bigger fish to fry than just this minute, Jason. I'm going to have to take us back to the movie. They run no more than 100 yards. This house is on the top of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and it has a landing strip. Wow. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna intrude it on this too much because that's obviously minute one thirty one guys' mm-hmm. job to do. I don't even want to talk about our last minute anymore. I just want to talk about this. This house is on the top of Mount Rushmore. There's no way around it. It's not up the road three miles. Their car is like right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty conspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm the CIA and I'm like, you know, where is the evil villain's lair? As I'm marking off places to check. The top of Mount Rushmore is one of the places I'm looking. I'm looking for something near a volcano. (laughs) I'm looking for an island that looks like, that's shaped like a skull. (laughs) And I'm definitely checking the top of both Mount Rushmore and Devil's Tower. Right? Yeah. Right? So maybe it is a proto-Bond movie after all. Where were we? Minute 130. That's all we'll, we'll let minute 131 take care of it because I'm sure they'll talk about that. At length, the way that we would. Get that thing away from her. Philip says things in weird ways in this movie. She grabs the statue, and he goes, Get that thing away from her. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, it's a very oblique uh, phrase turner. Get that thing away from her. If I were Leonard, I'd be like, Huh? (laughs) (laughs) You're wasting time! Go! (laughs) What am I doing? What what thing? (laughs) What am I... There's a thing... Then I need to get away from her. The statue! She's grabbed the statue! The who with the what now? Oh. (laughs) Run, run, run. Oh, they've already gone down the mountain, yet somehow in a circle to the front of the driveway. So this is a mystery I want to solve. In minute 129, we see a driveway going off to the left, as you look at it, out the back door of the uh, runway. And it goes kind of down a mountain. We know that the driveway, that there is a drive-through area on the house. You know, one of those, you drive up and you drive underneath an overhang and you get out at the door. Yeah. Kind of situations. We know there's one of those and that it goes all the way from the front to the back of the house and then turns left down a hill. When we see the front of the house, there's no driveway connecting with that front drive. And when we see the back of the house, we don't see a turnaround for you to come down and, and then go back up through that thing. And the way he's driving, he doesn't drive past the house again. So he takes some separate way to get to the front gate. Which, by the way, that gate would have been locked when he walked up to it. Mm-hmm. And he would have had to go around and climb on Mount Rushmore and then come back in 100 yards past the fence to get there. Huh. I don't want to complain, but Hitchcock was taking some liberties with the geography. And I don't know if you guys listen to any of my other podcasts. The geography of things drives me nuts in movies. <laughs> Just don't cheat. That's all I'm asking. Don't cheat. Have a turnaround. Show him turning around. Have one scene where he's whipping a cookie... And going back up towards the house. Then it all makes sense to me. Otherwise, timing-wise, editing-wise, for as long as they've been driving to get to the gate in this minute, it makes sense where the bad guys would be on foot running after them. They would just be rounding the corner of the house. And they knew that he was headed for that gate. And wait, wasn't... I don't know. That's what I'm trying to... Um, that's, that's why I'm rewatching. That's why I'm rewatching it, Jason. Yes. Isn't Man 1... Didn't Man 1 suddenly appear? Whoa! Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> was he on the plane? He had to have been. Yep. What? Why would he say tell your chum if he was standing there? Hmm. Why would he tell why would he say tell your knife wielding chum? Why wouldn't he just turn to him and go, Hey, 
Good knife throw, by the way. Don't worry, I've told Anna. And give him one of those, like, manly, you know, shoulder grab hugs. <laughs> He's definitely saying it right in front of that guy. Something's up. Because hmm. that's weird for him to say one foot away from that guy. Unless yeah. the wife, he's... Okay, first of all, first of all, he's saying, tell your knife-throwing chum while he's standing one foot away from that guy. Yeah, but he's on the plane, though. But he's not, because look at the editing. He says, the cuts are... And then boom. He didn't just get off the plane, he's been standing there. Hmm. This movie is completely falling apart in minute 130. There's no point even watching the rest of this. <laughs> this is ruined for me forever. No, I'm kidding. This is a classic, delightful movie, and I've watched it 103 times now. But what is that? The guy obviously took off and arranged for the plane. But he's not the plane flyer. That's <laughs> the plane flyer? <laughs> I meant plane driver. <laughs> Let her run weird, too, like he's got a sprained ankle. Yeah, he does. I always kind of wanted to have a scene with the two henchmen just by themselves, like off hours, see what they talk about. If they're if they're like the guys in Pulp Fiction, you know, if they talk about stuff that has nothing to do with the job, you know. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or and those two are the ones, and they're just north by northwesting this. Yeah. Or you know, like uh, 21 and 24 from the Venture Brothers where they're just arguing about like whether or not the Smurfs are mammals. You know? <laughs> I can't believe they're having that argument. I mean, of course they are. <laughs> Did one of them say they're not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find this very upsetting. Of course they're mammals. They're voles. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Papa Smurf has a beard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, you know, yeah. She'd be an asterisk 24-7. Yeah, there's a <laughs> whole uh, scene with that. Man number one and man number two. I mean, just this just completely throws everything off, Jason. Now now I say there's no way that man number one is on his wife. Uh, husband. He can't be. Hmm. But also, God, Philip is standing in front of him telling Leonard to tell him that he's reassured his wife. Yeah. Hmm. Because man number one definitely threw the, the knife. We went back in the movie and we freeze-framed that frame by frame and yeah. made sure. Yeah. Man number one is the knife thrower at the UN. Is there a knife thrown in some other part of this movie? No. Okay. It is him. And he is standing right next to Philip when he says that. The other 143 times you've seen this movie, did you catch that? No. <laughs> Movieing is hard, folks. <laughs> <laughs> is Hitchcock just messing with us? <laughs> is he? Is he just throwing us off? Is this some subtle, brilliant auteur move meant to just make us go question our reality? <laughs> Hitchcock! <laughs> God's greatest mistake! Or did, did he, he do, do it, it to, to us, us on purpose? purpose? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm in such turmoil now. Now I wish I would have never watched this movie. Ever. Now I'm going to see that every time and, and it's going to bother me for the rest of my life. My short, <laughs> fat... Old man life. So they pull up to the gate that couldn't be there the first time. Why is he, why is he doing this? How did he get in there, Jason? It wasn't our minutes to figure out, but they didn't depict a gate being there when he came up to the house. And right. now they do. Right. I mean, I know the answer is just convenience. He had the mat shot. <laughs> he had a convenient thing for people to be running down. Yeah. But now there's this gate in the way. 
Different kind of rock, by the way, than what the house is built out of. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We got a rock. We got a house that's built out of river rock. We've got a fence that's built out of granite on top of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> which has enough room to land a plane, have a house, giant driveway, and even a secondary driveway to drive around the top of the mountain on to get back to the first gate somehow. Because we examined the heck out of this thing. At no point when they're driving to the gate do they pass through that little house. Right. They don't go by that. The background is all woods all the way through. Yep. Yet here we are and it's locked. So I guess plausibly the gate could have been locked after Roger snuck onto the property by Anna. Right. She's just like, oh, I gotta go lock the gate. <laughs> or Anna's husband. Yeah. I'm always who, forgetting the gate. Who is somewhere. But by the way, I just want to say, I've had this, I've been forgiving about this theory that there's a guest house somewhere. But there isn't. There's no guest house. There's no guest house visible in any of the shots. Could be down the mountain a little ways. <laughs> For all I know, this is this wall here is part of the keep complex and there's a tower right here that he that he lives in or yeah. that he's kept in <laughs> yeah and if you uh next to this moat and if you uh address him from the tower he will taunt you mercilessly <laughs> <laughs> they run to the left as you look at the wall from the house from the from the door yeah into the woods and we don't know this because it's a cliffhanger for next week when uh who is seen by scene sean right uh scene by scene with josh and dean when Josh and Dean... So next week when Josh and Dean take over, we're going to see just how, uh, how close they are to the, to the back of Mount Rushmore's heads. And by the way, all the Mount Rushmores have bald heads in this movie on top. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, they've got them... They're not built into the mountain. I'm just putting them out there. <laughs> yeah, they're sticking up. <laughs> they've got the monk thing happening. <laughs> well, it has been an amazing 10 days, Jason. Do you have anything else you want to you cover about this movie? Hmm. I think we've covered it all. This may have been our toughest undertaking so far. You know, if we had gotten some other set of minutes, maybe I wouldn't feel this way now. I feel kind of... I'm not disappointed. I'm I'm just, like, wondering how it all fell so far apart in the last three minutes. Because until three minutes ago, there was no problem. Right. Anna just had a husband somewhere. Who knows? Man number one was... I don't know. He could have been on the way on the plane... But man number one definitely threw a knife. So in conclusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in conclusion, what happened? Why did this why did this movie? You know what? Turn your brains off. Let's go have a fight on top of Mount Rushmore. I'm out of here. You can find the Hitchcock Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Or at the main site, Hitchcockminute.com. You can also find us at the Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook. And on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Don't forget that there are over 100 other Movies by Minute podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. Please join us here next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.